Welcome to the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center. The place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Yes, indeed. Hour three, noontime, bean time, top of the clock, middle of the country, middle of the dial, KMOX, 1120 AM, Odyssey, A-U-D-A-C-Y dot uh, You can take me with you anywhere you want. Any KMOX uh, show you can uh, podcast, you can rewind, uh, you can mute me. My wife is still looking for that mute button in the middle of my forehead sometime to... Sometimes she finds it, sometimes she doesn't, but either way, she loves it. And, uh, you know, what do you want for Christmas, little girl? I want a mute button on my husband's forehead. Well, maybe. Home improvement, Scott Mosby. Getting a little bit weird here in the holiday seasons. I give myself just a little bit of license uh, not to uh, uh, miss this again. I want to take one more lap around uh, the people involved with wreaths across America. Man, think about that. Think about that. Coast to coast, even uh, implications around the world. Um, And for those who serve, and that includes you that are putting the wreaths on all these graves around the country today, it's not it's not warm. Um, some of the places are really inclement weather. So thank you to those who are serving the veterans who served. Uh, kind of a poignant thing. So again, thanks again. Uh, this is the Home Improvement Show. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Uh, I also want to bring a little bit, um, I'm going to advocate a design issue. Um, And one of this, uh, one of our sponsors, uh, Suburban Leisure Centers, um, is displaying some uh, gas logs. Um, In the big move with electrification, um, we in the Midwest still love a wood fire. Sometimes it takes more effort than we're willing to spend, and we can get gas logs now that look pretty darn good. If you do your homework and you're willing to research it, you can find some really nice gas logs. Suburban Leisure Center, great opportunity for that. But the point that I want to make is just because it's a good idea, make sure you check it out. Uh, I deeply researched uh, for some clients and then later for myself an electric fireplace. And as much as I wanted a uh, non-flammable thing, I'm a Midwesterner. I mean, I'm a fire nut. I love wood fires. I'm not willing to mess with natural wood unless it's an outdoor fire pit now. So I do gas logs. But the point being is as you design or redesign your fireplace, remodel your living room, kitchen, family, whatever it is where that fireplace might be, make sure you see these things and that you really like it because something as deeply ingrained into a design like a fireplace feature like that, make sure you get the one that you want. And for some of you, for some of you, it's firewood. And and I get it. I love the smell of firewood. But then again, a natural flame versus an electric fireplace, take a look at those. There are some really good natural uh, uh, electric fireplaces, but the ones that look good are still pretty pl- pricey. Um, not to say the gas logs and, uh, you know, piping that goes along with it. Oh, yeah, I think I want that remote control. Pop. Well, you know, there goes a grand. You know, so a lot of these features are pricey for those um, conveniences, 
but maybe the conveniences you're after. Uh, 314-436-7900. We still have uh, a little bit more stuff the truck, whether it's Mosby Building Arts, 115 West Argonne in in Kirkwood, downtown Kirkwood, by the train station. You can drop it by there. You can drop it by our our main office at 645 Leffingwell, which is down in the industrial part, right near Big Bend Exit and Highway 44. Um, We will make sure, I mean, the whole stuff the truck, we just load up a box truck with all this stuff. And, you know, a lot of people just say, look, if I can get it, I'm a little late. I was traveling. You know, can I drop it? We'll get it. We'll get it done. Uh, Because the mission of our little haven is year round, 24-7, 365. So uh, our little haven uh, helping St. Louis families that are impacted by abuse, neglect, mental challenges. Yeah holiday season so anyway that's who we've chosen and and have for many years uh but your opportunity for new toys clothing gift cards um and keep keep in mind kids still go to school so they need art supplies um toys kids clothing teen clothing personal care for kids and young adults uh, gift cards help get you there books keep in mind that um and on our little haven website uh our little haven website they have a list of books, wish lists that you can get. And if you don't get it to Mosby, get it to one of our other cohort businesses that are participating in this. Uh, uh, to those that are blessed, much responsibility is asked. Uh, 314-436-7900, 314-436-7900. Let's get right to my buddies and see what's happening on the phone line. Talk to my friend Dave. Dave, good afternoon. Welcome, Cam Wex. How can I help, sir? Yes, sir. We uh, bought a house two years ago. It was built in 2014, and the front door is really starting to fade. It's not wood, but it is some kind of composite material that has graining look that's like maybe a sixteenth of an inch deep. Uh, How can I prepare that for painting, or can I paint that at all? Uh, well, <clears throat> do you really want to paint it or stain those, those doors? Uh, some, um, are stainable. Uh, and the problem with it is they don't last long because the ultraviolet tears down the clear coat, the stain and all that. They are easy to paint. Um, you need a, more of a wire brush and sanding. They do oxidize. The paint oxidizes. Uh, are you truly wanting to paint this thing, Dave? No, uh, well, my wife just, she wants to restore the color, so I didn't think it could be stained. Uh, it can. It uh, If you paint it, this is something that a lot of elbow uh, grease will do because you have to kind of wire brush it, remove all the dusting. It is kind of like a masonite door. So those yeah. doors, uh, usually kind of a kind of a steel door type um a frame made out of wood, but it, it's it's got a wrap. Masonite makes them. A few other brands, uh, and they've got some um, characteristics in it that allow them to be stained. However, from 2014, the only time you can really make those doors look great, unless you're willing to spend a lot of money or a lot of time, I would advise painting would be the best thing. And they paint up beautifully because that wood grain comes through. And a painted wood grain door with one of those, you know, composite overlays, that's a good-looking door with a good coat of paint on it. So, uh, uh, again, 
Okay. Wipe it down, solvent, sand it lightly. Don't sand all the grain out of it. Uh, hit it right. with a wire brush. It's a pretty soft wire brush, but you're trying to knock all the loose stuff off. Um, wipe it down with mineral spirits um, or wa- soap and water, too. But if you soap and water it, you have to leave it alone for a while because it's composite wood fibers, so it will hold the moisture for a while. Uh, but you're not going to paint that thing anytime soon, brother. Oh, right. Right. It was just something we were talking about uh, the other day when we hung the Christmas wreath out there. So, Yeah. Okay. Next next well, time you get to a paint store or a home center, ask them the same question. If you can take a photo and just leave it in your phone and show them. Um, there, yeah. there are really good ways, good coatings, good paints. Uh, it'll be... It's well worth the while, and they're beautiful when they're painted, and they're even better looking when they're stained. The problem is paint lasts 10 years, stain lasts two or three. <laughs> okay, sir. Thank you very much for your time and your expertise. Thanks, Dave. Good luck, my friend. Bye now. All right. Holiday wishes to all. Uh, Scott Mosby here. I'm going to get off my stump. This is the first time I'm going to take my hour break on time. So Ashlyn is very pleased. She's kind of given me the hook from the side of the stage, you know, in stage manager form. Scott Mosby, Home Improvement, Camwex. Blessings to all. Holiday greetings. Merry Christmas. Hanukkah. All the great times of year when we gather as families, friends, and we pay reverence to those that matter before us. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, return after this. Oh, yeah, Home Improvement. Uh, Santa donning his uh, heavy clothes, getting ready for delivering all the gifts. And the Magic Get Skinny app he carries on his smartphone to just shrink him down so he just zips right down that chimney with care. Maybe not. Oh, well. Moving on. Camwax. Hopefully we'll solve something tangible and useful here. Uh, this is Scott Mosby. I am at your service on KMOX. Very happy to be here. I enjoy my Saturdays immensely. Thank you for joining me here. Let's go talk to my buddy, Bob. Hey, Bob. Good afternoon. Welcome to lunch on KMOX. How can I help you, sir? Hi, Bob. Thanks. Uh, when I want to caulk around the bathtub, I buy the uh, smaller tube, sort of like a toothpaste tube. Yeah. But around windows, I I put it in the caulking gun and use those bigger tubes. You read the labels, they're pretty much the same. So what's the difference? Uh, none. None. It's all the gunnability or the application of it. Um and I, I carry both of those around the house. I do. I like that small tube. Sometimes I just like having a little bit of silicone. Sometimes for electrical connections, I you know, outdoors for my low-volt lighting and such. So I do keep those. So the bottom line here, Bob, is whichever one you can control the best and apply attractively. Uh, for me, that's a caulking gun, but I've got, you know, 40 years on the smart end of a caulking gun. So I, I've got decent skills, and, you know, our Mosby painters are 10 times better than that. So it's just whichever one you command best. Okay, and how about a tube that cost a dollar seventy nine and one that cost four ninety nine? What's the difference there? Uh, usually performance of the product uh, and or um, whether it's water-based. When you get the 479 or sometimes 6 $7 a tube, you have a higher percentage of silicone. Uh, silicone by nature cannot be painted. Uh, it is impermeable. But the issue around the bathtub, especially at the tub tile joint there where it, the tile touches the tub or doesn't quite, um, that 
gap is actually good to have so that the wet bathtub doesn't wick up into the what's behind the ceramic tiles. So a good silicone base is there. $1.79 is usually an inexpensive and porous latex product water base, uh, which is a very good paintable surface. So if you're going to paint it, um, then um, it, it's a suitable caulk. Uh, typically, our caulk, our latex caulks, even wholesale, are three dollars, three fifty a tube for gunnable and and more adhesion properties. Dollar uh, seventy nine buys you latex caulking, but uh, it's kind of like gasoline. How much stuff do you want put in the gas? Granted, the price goes up, benefits go up. Sometimes price goes up more than the benefits, but you know if you want something a little better than the next, you pay that you know premium. Um, but frankly. Uh, your inexpensive latex caulks, if you're putting paint over them, are suitable. Uh, the difference between a 350 latex and a dollar 80 latex tube of caulk is elasticity. How much, uh, how much uh, expansion and contraction it can handle between the materials it's being applied to. For example, one may you may be caulking wood to steel. Um, wood moves a whole lot more than steel. Uh, so you need a pretty good what's called coefficient of elasticity, uh, which means it'll it'll stretch without breaking. Um, but likewise, if you're going to paint it, you don't need a real high-performance caulk. If you're not painting it, for example, around a tub or a window in a shower or tile to window, tile to glass, those are all silicone things, and that's where, you know, 6 7 $8 comes out of my pocket readily. All of it well, only well, as good as the surface prep that you do or do not <laughs> before and dry. Yeah, right. Well, uh, thanks for the info, and uh, Merry Christmas. Thank you. Appreciate it, Bob. Good question. Haven't uh, been around the block on caulks for a while, and uh, uh, kudos to the Mosby painters for keeping me sharp on that one there. Take care, Bob. God bless you. Home improvement. Let's see what's happening here with my uh, other best friend, Wayne. Hey, Wayne. Good afternoon. Welcome to Lunch Camo X. How can I help, sir? Yeah, this is Wayne. Hey, uh, Scott, I have uh, two uh, 96% high-efficiency furnaces yeah. in the attic, and they uh, have them in a little trap and then that condensation drain, and they freeze up on us. Yes, they do. I uh, was going to put some heat tape on it, but then I seen the heat tape said it's a water line only. There's not water in that line all the time. Uh, no, but I still would use that. That now uh, there's there's heat tape and there's heat tape, um, and is it a plastic line? Yeah, PVC. Yeah. Y- yeah. Okay. So now, uh, either tape that thing to the bottom of the bottom of that PVC. The the issue is if you wrap that thing around with like three wraps every three inches, you can melt that pipe. Um, so by spreading it out, maybe you put a lap around it every 10 inches, or you put it right where the water flows, which is only on the bottom of the pipe. You would wrap the P-trap because that has standing water in it. At least I hope it does. So that gets fully wrapped all around, but you still want to be careful that you don't glob it up with a whole bunch of this heat tape because you've got so many watts per inch or per watts per foot. So you can get, you know, too much heat in too small an area, which is not cool for a, a PVC pipe. So that's why I'm saying once you get onto the bottom of that condensate drain, and frankly, while you're doing it, put a rigid something alongside. Um, for example, one of the tools that I've used is I'll go to the golf store and I'll get some of those fiberglass 
golf practice rods and you know they're like six dollars a piece or something and i tape those on so that that condensate line up in the attic doesn't get a sag in it which holds water all the time and then will freeze and split so yeah yeah so just be diplomatic of where you put that tape uh, that he, a heating membrane and then how you tape that and use a very high quality something like a you know gorilla glue brand or a really high quality scotch uh, uh masking tape uh or duct tape on there to make sure that it can handle the 130 140 degree attic temperatures in the summer uh-huh. uh i noticed that on some uh, heat tapes is three watts and some are seven watts should i get right. the lower watts yes sir yes sir yeah, seven watts is uh, oftentimes uh, it might be on the roof edge where you know you're out in the elements. You know it might be you know twenty degrees outside and the wind's blowing. Well, you need to apply a lot of wattage, and and keep pouring it on during those cold temperatures. Three watts is plenty for PVC like that, and I would not apply a seven watt heat tape on a plastic like that because it's you, okay. you can't have fire risk. Yeah, that's what I was wondering whenever it said water lines only. I thought, oh, it might be catch fire if we get too hot. So, Yeah, technically they're not supposed to go on PVCs. Uh, I have done it, but, again, you have to be very judicious in how much and how, how often uh, on those wraps. You know, three watts, you know, that's 3% of a 100-watt light bulb. So how many of those do I really need to keep, you know, a few drops of water from freezing? Uh, yeah. And then and then there are some of those heat tapes or controllers you can buy for those, like a Frost Tech, F-R-O-S-T-E-K was a brand years ago that looked like a, like a coaxial cable. And you could buy various plugs, some that had thermostats on where they wouldn't even come on until the temperature hit, you know, 35 degrees. Those are pretty slick. Yeah, I think I was reading there that they come on at 20, at 39 and then they go yeah. off at 54. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, that that's that, that's another thing. But typically, when I have heat tape, I stick my head up in the attic and I just check it. You know, every now and again. Sometimes I'm running around with a cup of coffee early in the morning. It's like, you know, I'll go take a look, see what's up there. Yeah. Okay, that sounds good. And I kind of worried about putting it up there. Yeah. No. It's you know? again. It, it's a. It's or or change it to a CPVC. You know plastic pipe or something that uh, has less uh, more elasticity in the in the material itself cpvc tends to stretch a little more uh, freeze a little less or quickly than the pvc Uh, yeah would it be good enough to just run right down uh, with it without wrapping it and putting that their black uh, insulation over it uh, or on a steel pipe or a copper pipe yes Uh, on a pvc pipe no Again, you're trapping too much heat. You'll, you're only three, you know, watts per foot, but you're not losing anything either. So, you know, you get a buildup of heat. So I would not insulate, at least not over the tape. You might insulate the top half of the pipe and heat tape the bottom half. Leave it at that. But I, I, I do not recommend uh, insulate. I mean, you're already on the edge using a PVC pipe and heat tape anyway. So yeah. m- more is not better. Oh, okay. All right. That sounds like I've got a job I can get done in. <laughs> You'll regret it. I mean, crawling around uh, up in your attic is not high on my list. Yeah, not mine either, but <laughs> it's got to be done because it froze up on us a couple times and rent the ceiling. We had to redo it. Yeah, yeah. No, I hear you. All right, Wayne. Good luck, my friend.
Happy holidays. Okay, thank you. Merry Christmas. You too. Bye now. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. And, uh, you know, Santa is polishing up the, you know, skids on his reindeer sleigh, you know, and he's plumping up all the reindeer, getting them ready for wrapping around the earth as he so does. I'm going to take a short pause right now. I'll come back for more. And I'm going to get back on my stump, and I'm going to tell you about, you know, ice melt and preparing for the winter and also covering up your windows to prepare to keep the heat next week when we get into single digits and negative below zero temperatures right here in St. Louis on KMOX. Oh, ho, ho, Santa here. Oh, well, it's only Scott Mosby. Home Improvement, KMOX. We have 50,000 watts delivering as much value, energy, and information to you here on the middle of the dial, 1120 AM. Also, you can follow me on the Odyssey app, A-U-D-A-C-Y. Used to be CBS, then bought out by Entercom. Entercom became Odyssey. Odyssey is now part, or KMOX is part of Odyssey. And with it comes a whole bunch of technological advancements, one being the Odyssey app and your ability to rewind 20 seconds. You can you can listen to any of the Monday through Friday podcasts. Uh, my show is podcast, Mike Miller's as well. So, uh, you know, you can zip back to whatever you want. KMOX.com, still always good. Uh, lots of things happening. Anyway, let's go back to the phone lines, and they are available for you to call in 314 436 I know it's getting late in the day, and you just have to go get a couple more of those gifts. I understand. Make sure you take me with you, 314-436-7900. Next up, my friend David. Hey, David, good afternoon. Welcome to CamWex. How can I help? Well, I've got two things. First, I wanted to comment on the Reese Across America. Yes. And uh, that is a great program, but I wanted to let you know that uh, in Bentonville, Arkansas today, there was a police officer killed in an escort for the Reese Across America program, a motorcycle officer. So um, keep that in prayer and, and yes. um, you know, for his family and law officers there with the Benton County Sheriff's Office. Mm. And the, yeah, the other thing I wanted to ask about was um, – I've got, we have a property management company, and we've encountered three similar issues, two with dryer vents and one with a uh, air conditioner, con- central air condensation line, mm-hmm. um, running below ground level and getting water back in them. Yeah. And I was wondering a couple of things, what you might suggest. Uh, the two dryer vents are on outside walls, so there is... I, I'm wondering if we could just run a line straight out from the dryer, you know, through the brick and maybe do something higher up and is there what or what other option we might have? I know the new code says you have to vent them straight up, you know, through the through the roofs, but yeah. I'd rather not get into something like that. Well, uh yes, you can vent them directly. Uh the downside to that is uh, if you vent it directly where you literally have a four or six inch straight out pipe, um, when the wind blows outside 30, 40, 50 miles an hour, you're going to blow open the dryer door and just, I've, I've literally done that. Uh, and opened up a dryer one early cold morning, and there was frost in the back of my dryer. Uh, 
So it, the buffer, uh, the solution to that is offset your uh, direct pipe out, maybe go up a foot or down a foot. Uh, but the more, the shorter the pipe run, the more velocity. Uh, and the reason the building code wants it um, not direct is mostly the intake ventilation of attics. So they want it to go up through the roof and keep in a galvanized steel. So it's mostly confining the fire and blowing it out so it doesn't get sucked back up into the overhang or intake of attic ventilation. So you can comply kind of with the intent of the code without really complying directly with that so if you you know if it's if it's 12 feet or 15 feet you know up to any intake roof ventilation you're probably in pretty good stead but the biggest issue excuse me is making sure you don't blow old man winter through the inside of that Uh, regarding pipes under the floor underground uh, we have uh, danced with that um, to our dissatisfaction for 30 years there is a company that we actually considered investing in that is still out there somewhere. And, uh, you know, in situ form, uh, the municipal uh, sewer guys that line the old sewers and the old water lines with a poly sock, they blow it in. Anyway, it's very common. MSD knows all about it. Most of your municipalities with old pipes know about it. They they basically cut a hole in both ends of a pipe. They blow a sock down there, and then they heat steam, moisture, and heat. And it's it basically puts a plastic uh, liner or builds a plastic pipe inside the old rusted out pipe or you know compromised pipe. So there are ways to go at that. The problem is by the time you get those guys there, you know, it, they're very, it's capital intensive, so the equipment costs a bunch, takes a lot for them to set up, a lot to clean up. If you're only going six or eight feet, you're better off jackhammering the floor financially, and you wind up just, you know, replacing it with a PVC pipe. You can line that PVC pipe with galvanized steel and still comply. So you basically have um, a water shield uh, sleeve and and literally, you know, um, glue or or solvent weld every joint so that it is watertight. In this case, you keep the water out instead of the water in. You will have condensation, and you will have water in those pipes. The problem is because you will condense the humidity that's coming out of those dryer vents anyway. Um, so you have to make sure that you, mm-hmm. you know, run your air through it enough to dry all that stuff out. Mm-hmm. These are newer, so they're PVC pipe, but they uh, slab. They're just in the slab, and they come out right at or below ground level. And over time, uh, they like the the air conditioning condensation one for sure has washed the dirt out around it. Yeah, created a little hole there. So when it rains, water fills up in that hole, and then the condensate the uh, uh, condensation can't drain outward and it pulls water back in the dryer yeah. vents are doing the same thing they're like half under ground level so they're getting after rains they both started getting just recently started getting water back into the to the uh the uh, vent lines there yeah um, so it's kind of a you know, and both of those started in the same week happening on that with when we had a heavy rain. So it's it's a new issue to me to have water going back in the uh, dryer vents. Well, your challenge, I don't think the dryer vent um, needs correction. 
water management, how do you, you basically you need a drainage line, a gravity drain or sump, you know, maybe a condensate pump or something like that that artificially removes that liquid from, you know, freezing abilities. Uh, you know, we mm-hmm. have some of those where, you know, real flat lots and we put sump pumps on real flat lots and we have to put the sump pump four yeah. feet in the ground to keep them from freezing, you know, but the water mm-hmm. comes out somewhere right. else where freezing isn't a problem. Yeah. So it's mm-hmm. it's a big league solution to a minor league problem. Yeah. Well, it just it seems like we got a run of those right now. So I appreciate your advice and thoughts on it. Thank you. Well, if you think you have problems this week, David, just wait till next week, brother. Boy, howdy, they're coming we're gonna at you. Bra- we're we're going to be in Branson next week, so we'll get the brunt <laughs> of it. <laughs> okay. Happy travels and good holidays, brother. You too. Bye-bye. Thank you. God bless you. David into some big leagues thing. So kind of what uh, what he was saying was they've got property management means apartments and, you know, industrial buildings, office buildings, things like that. Uh, buildings that have um, more issues. Uh, they might be bigger. Um, they might be smaller, but the issue is they've got water that they have to get rid of, a condensate, or just a simple dryer vent. Think about a simple dryer vent. You're just blowing air out. How much trouble can you get in? How do you freeze anything? Well, a dryer, by nature, is a high-humidity vapor um, discharge. So you've got a lot of moisture, a lot of water in that dryer air that's going out. And as soon as it hits cold anything, cold surface of a pipe, cold dirt underground he's got some of these pipes that come out below grade you know which means you know below the top of the soil well you can keep rain from getting in it but every time that warm moist air from the dryer hits that cold air all that water vapor that moist air turns into water droplets just like on the inside of your windows or the outside of your iced tea glass out on the patio in the summer all that's condensation you know, or the dew and the fog and the frost that we get, you know, nowadays with the winter time. The point being that when you make something cold enough, water vapor turns back into water and you can't get rid. So anyway, that's what David was talking about on that. Uh, anyway, Scott Mosby, Home Improvement. Phone lines on 314-436-7900. You're up next, whether you've dialed in or not, 314-436-7900. If you've got that pocket question, it's, oh, what was that I wanted to ask Scott? Oh, man, I know it's not. Now's the time. Think on it. Call it in. Let's talk about it. We've got a few more minutes before we go to the top of the hour. Next up here on KMOX is your retirement professionals, 1 p.m., 2 p.m., business of family business. My favorite this evening, Billigan basketball, 7 p.m. right here on KMOX. Pre-game show, 647. Tune in, tune on, and go Bills. Scott Mosby, I'll be right back for more right after this. This is the KMOX Home Improvement Show. Presented by Suburban Leisure Center, the place with the big red chair. Now, Scott Mosby on the voice of St. Louis KMOX. Okay, we are in the last few minutes here. We will have one more home improvement show, actually two more home improvement shows in 2022. We wrap up today here over the next few minutes. I'll be on next week, and then I'm going to someplace warm. So when it gets cold around here, you know, just saying, 
I'm blowing town. I'm going someplace warmer. Home Improvement, Scott Mosby, KMOX. So Rich Orris will fill in for me uh, the first uh, two shows of 2023. Thank you to my friend Rich Orris, uh, trusted co-worker at Mosby Building Arts. He knows what he needs to know. He knows as much as I do, and he looks at it differently than I do. So sometimes I, I you know, I roll out my, I, am, I'm, I just, I nailed it. You know, I'm doing high fives and, you know, I hear Rich's answer. It's like, oh yeah, that too. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Oh, oh, oh. And yeah, that, that too, Rich. Yeah. 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 So anyway, I, I trust that you're in very, very good hands, maybe better. Uh, but, you know, who's going there? Let's talk to my buddy, Art. Hey, Art, good afternoon. Welcome to CamWex. How can I help you this fine day here in 2022? Yeah, Scott, you're talking to an old-timer. I still use the fan. My, ah. room air, my room air conditioner makes too much noise. But I pressed the, I didn't press the reset button in the plug, and I put it in. Now the thing's on the fritz. I yeah. had to walk away with anything left not in a workable condition. And I'd like to tell you this. Yes. With respect to the definition of entropy, entropy oh, yeah. is five calories of petroleum energy to produce one calorie of food energy at the retail level. For wow. your 50,000 watts, it's 746 watts per horsepower. It's 550 foot-pounds per horsepower second, or maybe it's a minute. But the thing of it is, I remember the old-timer valley yeah. days. Oh, yeah. Ronald Reagan, Barack. Every three months, I put Baraxo down the sink with oh, a lot wow. of hot water. Now, what about that plug? No, yeah, that's fine. Baraxo going. Honestly, Barax, Borax has a lot of applications. Uh, if you're going away for a few weeks or you've got maybe a lake house or something like that, um, uh, Ronald Reagan, you know, 20 mule team Borax back in my day, uh, dump a little Borax or Baraxo down in the toilet bowl, swish it around, and it keeps those mineral deposits as well. But I had forgotten about dumping the hot water and the Borax down the uh, drain. It does. A little bit different version. It's not quite like the Ridex, but it it doesn't hurt. Anything you're doing in maintenance form to drains is better than doing nothing. <laughs> Do I have to take that line off of that uh, air conditioner with that reset plug in there? Reset plug the replacement. Um, which line is that? I'm There's talking. There's a Frigidaire on a room air conditioner. Frigidaire air conditioner in a Always, window. Is this the electrical? cord with yeah, the reset right. plug yeah, yeah, uh yeah. probably so it, it, uh, those cords uh really need to be replaced about every 10 years anyway if your yeah, window ac lasts that long yeah yeah like i say my new word is exogenous exogenous, exogenous. ben yeah. i can't spell that one brother what do you where you're taking me into the hinterland well that takes you into a lot of international financial <laughs> Uh, monetary systems and so forth, and it takes you around into the viruses, the World Health Organization, and so forth like that. You know, I always think there's a lot of dubiousness, a lot of shady government goings on that brings out a lot of these here 
type of things that are extraneous to the actual problem. And well, I'm, authority unchecked can be a problem, so I tend to agree with you there, no yeah. matter what source the authority is. You can get yeah, it all the way up the line and all the way down the line. So Yeah, you do a good service. Happy holidays. Thanks, Art, for being part of the family. God bless you, and holidays to you. Thank you. Take care. Bye now. And there we go. One of our own. Yep. We have some uh, regular callers, and I miss them. So, you know, if three weeks passes by and, you know, I don't hear from Art, there's another one, Joe, and, you know, the, I, I would call it a friendship. We have a relationship. It may be passed through. I mean, I didn't know it took 750,000, you know, petrol calories to turn out 50,000. You know, I mean, I've, I didn't follow Art. I don't pretend to. I trust him. Anybody figured that out. So for the three of you in the listening audience that understood what the heck Art was talking about, kudos to you. For me, I just love to Art and, and uh, appreciate. He always comes in with something different, Joe as well. And if I missed your name, I'm I'm sorry because we have regular callers and listeners all the time. And, you know, after this many years... I I would call us friends. And some people, I, I'll tell you what, I miss the Camwex Holiday Radio Show for that reason. Because I, I, I put faces to names. Um, and anyway, so that that's something that um, uh, I always enjoyed in the cast. Uh, I miss because, uh, you know, it, it just has a, a lower attendance by audiences. So anyway, I want to wish you all great holidays. Happy Hanukkah for those starting tomorrow. Polish up your menorah, put it in a prominent, beautiful place and make sure you see it every day at least. And we share that same feeling, that reverence and that outreach amongst us. We sneak up to uh, Christmas here in about eight or nine days. And I wish you all very well. And thank you for joining. Up next, we have your retirement professionals on KMOX.